0: Today with Claire Byrne on RTÉ Radio 1 with Allcare Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at Allcare Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Today with Claire Byrne on RTÉ Radio 1. Now we see um, news coming into us about inflation. It went back up to 8% in February. That was compared to 7.5% in January according to an initial flash estimate from the Central Statistics Office. So no relief really from inflation which is back up to 8% after a little bit of respite in January. Now we're talking to Dr Maura Finn, our regular GP because if you've ever suffered from texting thumb or tennis elbow then you'll know that those niggly little ailments that can start as a minor ache or pain and quickly can turn into a more serious Condition. Uh, good morning, Maura.
1: Good morning, Claire. How I, are I'm you? I'm
0: very well. So, we're talking about repetitive strain injury, really, aren't we? Yeah, anything that actually kind of you you don't
1: identify an acute injury. It hasn't been caused by a trauma as such. And it happens over time gradually. And often people don't even really know when it started or when it started annoying them. And that can make the diagnostic process a little bit difficult, too. So but most people are familiar with something like this at some stage of their lives.
0: And do a lot of people just put up with it until it becomes a problem?
1: Yeah, they do. And, you know, and, and I, you can understand that too because you don't want to kind of make a big fuss about something that they consider to be a minor injury or ailment, you know. But if over time, it can become quite um, a problem and sometimes needs to be actually treated quite aggressively. And carpal tunnel in particular, if that actually gets if that lasts for quite a while, the nerve can be damaged and actually the muscles then of the hand can actually be damaged permanently. Mm -hmm. So that's something that, you know, intervention is important if if it's persistent.
0: Explain to us a little more about what that is and how it happens.
1: Okay, so carpa- your carpal bones are the bones at the base of your hand, where your hand me- meets your wrist, and they there's a little tunnel, literally that's called um, that's created by the bones and the muscles and the tendons. It's about an inch wide, and through that tunnel, the nerve, median nerve, and other vessels as well, travel into the hand. The, and the median nerve comes from the spinal nerves, and that supplies the fingers. Two fingers and thumb, you know where you'd hold your finger, your your pen, those ones, really. Um, And if anything causes swelling in that tunnel, the nerve is going to get squashed. And if the nerve gets squashed, it won't function properly. So it'll cause things like tingling in the fingers. It'll cause pain. It'll cause weakness. Um, And typically it is worse at night. And people have this tendency to kind of shake their hand out to try and relieve the symptoms. Does that that work? it, it does temporarily, <laughs> but it's usually caused by something that causes acute swelling. So this is why it's slightly different to the other repetitive strain injuries. So one of the very um, common causes of carpal tunnel syndrome is pregnancy because you tend to have it, you know, you're a bit more swollen, you've got more blood flow and um the, the hands get swollen and as a result, the nerve gets squashed. So thankfully, that's a, a, a temporary, even though it can be very unpleasant, but it usually relieves after pregnancy. Um, arthritis can cause it. Um, some repetitive movements can cause it. People who use vibrating tools or tools that they are gripping really strongly um, hypothyroidism which is a thing that can actually make you gain weight suddenly can be a cause of it too so it is one of these things that we actually need to investigate a little bit more than the other repetitive strain injuries
0: let's have a look at some of the questions coming in Uh, could you talk about golfer's elbow please and how to treat it Okay well golfer's it's funny there's there's
1: these two names golfer's elbow and tennis elbow and people are kind I never played golf in my life why do I have this but it's it's just the term that's used golfer's tends to mean it's the medial epicondylitis okay so it's basically in your elbow if you look at your hand if you have your hand stretched out and um, palm up um in on the inside side of it at your elbow, it's very tender, and that's where the insertion point of the of the tendons is. But it's caused by some repetitive movement that you're using with your wrist or hand or forearm, that is actually kind of putting pressure on the muscles and tendons and maybe causing little tears. And golfers is in the inside. Tennis tends to be on the outside of the mm-hmm. elbow. But you don't have um, to play it either sport. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So okay. we can't blame the sports, but it's just, it could be any repetitive thing. And that's this is why the diagnostic process is a little bit tough because, you, you know, you'll often kind of, they'll go, I don't know why I have this. I, I was swimming or I was, you know, baking or I was typing or sewing or, you know, there's so many other things that can actually cause these injuries without them being quite identifiable. Mm -hmm. But anything that you're doing repetitively for long periods of time will actually leave you at risk of of a repetitive strain injury
0: and we have lots of people getting in touch with either of those problems tennis or or golfer elbow and they're just wondering what to do next like angela here who has had this tennis elbow since the beginning of december she's tried ice and rest for a few weeks no improvement went to a chiropractor three times in the last two weeks she got massage dry needling no improvement and she just wants to know what are the next steps
1: well, unfortunately, it can be something that takes quite a while to to heal and we often say conservative treatment like Angela's been doing, you know, the, the rest, ice, um, changing your posture, changing the hand, all those sort of things. It can take six months up to a year before you have complete resolvement of, of symptoms. So that's kind of frustrating. After that, we do sometimes uh, use some more intervention, like sometimes steroid injections into the insertion point of the tendon, and that it's, the injection is given to reduce inflammation and also giving a local anaesthetic. But that can weaken the area, so it's not done repeatedly. Um, there's a there's a treatment called PRP, which has been used increasingly now, which is where you um, take some of the person's blood. you bin it down and use the platelet-rich plasma and inject it into the area to see if it'll help recovery and healing. And it can be quite... quite good but still not kind of a definitive treatment yet. And then surgery in some situations as well. So I hope she's not in that situation yet. Maybe she hasn't kind of given it enough time yet but it's very frustrating because you are talking several months to get complete resolution of, of symptoms.
0: Okay because Jo who's 63 has had two cortisone injections for tennis mm. elbow now. She's back gently swimming but at half the previous level doesn't play tennis. Um, but we're, lear- we're learning that you don't have to to get this. <laughs> so again, that might be a question of waiting because as it, you say, it takes time.
1: Yeah, and it, it is really frustrating. But it, you know, all the advice says kind of gently start your exercise again. If you are, and you know, you're, you're, resolve you know how much exercise you do should be limited by the pain you experience so if something is bringing on the pain that's a sign for you to come back and pull back a step also it's really important that you really warm up really very very well before you do any exercise that is kind of a sports-based exercise likewise I suppose when you're working you know a lot of these things are work related and vibration tools kind of assembly line workers and typing hairdressing musicians you know and what can you do but you should probably warm up a little bit before you do any activity yes and be aware of it be aware that posture has a big effect on it Mm -hmm. so this comes down to employers and ergonomics and you know making sure you have the right chair and the right seating when you're doing something repetitive repetitively Um, try and the whole biomechanics thing if you were right-handed and your your issues are in your right hand which they will probably be because they're usually in the dominant side change it up if you can and use the other hand, you know. So try and switch up the... the 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 activity that you probably can't give up because we all need to work and function, but maybe make it a little bit different and take some of the strain off that particular area.
0: It'd be difficult though if it's your job, you know, because Ciaran oh, yeah. from Limerick um, says that he's a dairy farmer and suffers quite a bit of stiffness in the wrists and elbows from milking cows. I wonder is he milking them by hand? He's hardly milking them by hand at this stage. Well, that
1: would that would certainly cause a
0: lot of repetitive strain. God. <laughs> uh, he's just wondering: have you any tips on reducing his discomfort? But if you have to keep going and it's your work it's very difficult he also has the condition Raynaud's disease which affects the blood circulation to the hands and compounds the problem and I can understand that too Maura.
1: Oh of course and that's interesting because Raynaud's is a condition that um, you can have the phenomenon where you have this really really cold fingers and the colour leaves them they actually go white or even blue Um, but it can be related to autoimmune conditions And so can, you know, I wonder, um, hopefully there isn't a problem other than his kind of repetitive use of his hands because of the milking. But there may be an issue like something like rheumatoid arthritis in that situation. And it would be worth examining that a little bit more closely. And it's important not to, because these are chronic conditions, people do kind of leave them. And that's understandable. But it's important not to miss something else because you kind of think it's only a niggle. I
0: have a, a message here from Anna. I've changed career from bartending, which involved lifting one litre spirit bottles repetitively to make cocktails, adding flair with flicks and such. So we're imagining that (laughs) on my right hand and wrist. So she's changed now to work, which involves removing staples and such. Sometimes Ah. I get a feeling like an electric shock in my hand when I bend my fingers in a particular way. Then it goes away after I've changed task. Is there an explanation for this? Should I get it checked out? It's not exactly pain, but she's worried that she's causing issues for herself down the line. And she is. And
1: she's describing exactly what we're talking about. So initially when she was lifting the heavy objects, she was actually kind of causing muscle and tendon strain in one particular set. When she changed jobs to something that is removing staples, that's obviously very small, fine work. But again, it must be a pincer movement that she's doing repeatedly. And so again, even though it's slightly different to the original problem she had, she's developing repetitive strain in that particular part. Um, What she's doing, her instinct to kind of change hand or change position is helping and that is the right advice. But if she continues to do that, she will continue to have the symptoms. Now, It will not probably cause permanent damage. Um, You know, you rarely would have a situation where a tendon would be severed or a muscle would be permanently damaged with these. But it causes persistent pain and discomfort and that's not good for you either.
0: Mm -hmm. Someone else has a slight numbness in the edge of the left hand. Let's imagine that up to the Mm. tip of my little finger, they say. It's like a funny bone sensation, but it's not going away. What could that be? So is that is that carpal tunnel syndrome? No, in the right actually, place. That's,
1: that's the wrong side. So it's her little, the little finger. It's actually the ulnar nerve probably. And it's um, the numbness. Numbness really means that the nerve, it's a nerve issue because the sensation has been um, changed or altered in some way. Um, and there may have been a little damage somewhere along the line. It may be something about overuse as well, but it could have been something like, And you, you know, you say the funny bone, that's where the ulnar nerve is hitting, going down. Along by the elbow, and it's because you hit that um, nerve that you cause and get that symptom. So for some reason, there's a little bit of irritation around the ulnar nerve for that person. That might settle down if it's. Be careful, you know. Rest it, ice it. Anti inflammatories can be useful to a point. Anti inflammatory gels are good because you're massaging, which in itself can be useful. Mm. And splints are useful, not necessarily for this person's one, but for other things like. Um, The carpal tunnel issue you're keeping your hand in a kind of a neutral position Um, you know not when you're working but if when you're at rest and when you're sleeping if you put a splint on it can actually stop you kind of getting yourself into a position that aggravates the the pain even more.
0: So what we've learned now is rest followed by maybe steroid injections and then, if mm. that doesn't work, you're looking at more serious intervention, more. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, in the carpal tunnel situation, definitely, a surgical intervention would be used. So you'd actually release that kind of pressure that's on the median nerve. But in repetitive strain, it's it. it there really isn't a definitive treatment for them yet. If um, surgically, they can actually kind of go in and if the if the tendon or, or muscle is damaged, repair it. Um, release some of the inflammation around it. If it's something like a trigger finger is something similar and that's where the tendon is damaged and it doesn't move properly and they actually release the pressure around the tendon. So there's lots of different orthopedic kind of interventions that are used, but they're tricky and there's no... Kind of one size fits all with this, it, and
0: it can be really frustrating p- for people. It certainly can, and lots of people have it because we've had so many messages from And <laughs> today. Thank you very much, Dr. Maureen. You're Finn. very welcome. That's all we have time for. The programme is produced by Dear Journey Line, researched by Kieran Dunn. Our broadcast coordinator was Louise Carr Ross. Liam Mullen was on sound, and it's over to Louise.